You are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 205 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's show, the A's made a minor signing. I'm going to tell you why I think that happened. Uh, also, Ken Griffey Jr. is back in baseball. Nolan Arenado looks to be making the move from Coors to Bush, and uh, that's a good marketing ploy. And also, just a couple of quick thoughts on that Simeon contract. Uh, I've been writing this over the last couple of days, just been trying to get up the energy because sickness and stuff. So, uh, good times. (laughs) Love being sick in January every single year. But enough about me. Let's talk about social media. You can follow us on social media at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So it's been a few days since I've recorded and I really just wanted to talk about that Simeon offer that the A's, uh, that the A's gave to Simeon. And that was just a ridiculous slap in the face kind of a contract. Uh, if you guys have not heard, uh, he did sign a deal with the Toronto Blue Jays one year, $18 million. He's heading to Toronto for the 2021 season. So he is not with the A's. And after seeing what the A's offered him, you can see why. So first off, there's been some confusion about the terms. I know it's a few days uh, after the fact, but uh, here's what the A's offered. It was a $12.5 million contract in total. And then $2.5 million of that would have been paid in 2021, which is this current season. And then the other $10 million would have been paid over the next 10 years with $1 million payments each season. So uh, that is a lot of deferred payments for a you know moderate contract in Major League Baseball. So the A's seem to be suffering a little bit when it comes to payroll. And that is not good for uh, moving forward. But sticking with just this contract in general. The A's offered him $5.5 million less than what he ended up signing with the Blue Jays for, and it's also half a million dollars less than he was due to get in 2020 before the pandemic, and that just feels like a big slap in the face. It's blatantly disrespectful, if you ask me. And if you don't have the money, that's fine. Just say that if you're the A's. He has been a pillar in the clubhouse and the community since arriving in Oakland, and if you can't free up enough money to make him a legitimate offer by which pay by the end of 2021, uh, then just say that. We don't have enough money because the pandemic ruined our finances and, you know, we cry poor all the time. Just say that. Instead, what happened is they kicked him on the way out. I could understand if they did that for somebody like Matt Holliday, who the A's sent a good package to get and then he moped his way into a midseason deal. Sure, cry sour grapes then, but not for Marcus. Marcus has been great. He has worked his ass off to get every bit of money that the Toronto Blue Jays are going to be paying him, and then whatever he's going to be paid in next offseason when he uh, hits the free agent market with all those shortstops. Uh, he's, He's doing an okay job. Don't kick him on the way out, you guys. He's been great for the A's, and this is just blatantly disrespectful. And all I had to do was come out and say, hey, the pandemic hit us really hard. We don't have the money that we think that Marcus Simeon is worth. And because he's been so great for us, we don't want to insult him with a lowball offer. So just know that you'll always have a home in Oakland. That's all you got to say. It's that short and simple. Done. Good PR at the end of this, too. Uh, you don't got fans from everywhere just crapping on the A's and fans in Oakland crapping on the A's. A's fans crapping on the A's. Uh, is the result the same at the end of that? Sure, of course it is. But 
Yet this is the scenic route. This is the nice way to get there. Why drive through the sketchy neighborhood, get caught in a gunfight, and then end up at the same place anyway? Uh, take the scenic route, you guys. Um, but th that is, those are my, my thoughts on the Marcus Samian offer, which were just terrible. Uh, moving on, you got Nolan Arenado looks to be on the move from Colorado to St. Louis, according to Ken Rosenthal. There are still a bunch of money issues to work out because of deferred payments and all that stuff. So it's not officially official, but it looks like it's going to be done in the coming week or so, maybe next few days. Uh, you know how baseball works. It's convoluted. Anyways, uh, there have been some names floated, but nothing concrete as of yet. And the names that have been floated set Twitter a buzz because the package headed back to Colorado is not great. It is an absolute fleecing by the St. Louis Cardinals, and uh, it's going to vault them to the top of the NL Central because nobody's trying in that division. So uh, good job, Cardinals, I guess. <laughs> the Rockies are also kicking in $50 million to help pay what's left of Nolan Arenado's $199 million contract. He's got some opt-outs in there, so maybe he doesn't stay as long because uh, St. Louis is terrible. I don't like the Cardinals, is what I'm saying. Uh, the Cardinal way my ass. Use those opt-outs, Nolan. Uh, anyways, when completed, this move will put the Cardinals in the driver's seat in the NL uh, Central just because nobody gives a damn in that uh, in that division. You got the Cubs who traded Hugh Darvish. They non-tendered Kyle Schwarber. And then later on, for some reason, they were like, hey, nobody else is trying. We got a shot at this. So they signed Jack Peterson. And then uh, they, they made some other light deals. I think they got Trevin Will Trevor Williams on uh, Saturday. So that's somebody who's not coming to the A's. That stinks. The Pirates are rebuilding and kind of stink, and they've been trading away all of their decent players. The Brewers seem to be running out of smoke and or mirrors. And then the Reds lost Trevor Bauer, who was the NL Cy Young, uh, whether or not he deserved it, it whether or not he's going to be that good over the course of a full season. Eh, debatable. Uh, they, they traded Rysel Iglesias to the Angels, so thanks for that. And then they haven't improved their offense, uh, and I think that they didn't score any runs in the playoffs, so they should really improve that offense. And then they also may trade Luis Castillo or Sonny Gray, or both, not, neither. I, they're not going to be as good as they were last year. So uh, if the Cardinals got Nolan Arenado, they win. Just uh, put them in the playoffs. They don't need to play the, the other 162, which is probably good for COVID reasons. Um, so, I mean, good for St. Louis, I guess. Um, as for the Rockies on our Festivus episode with the host from the Rockies and Rangers, we each nominated one player from our teams to participate in the feats of strength. And at the end of it, I declared Matt Olson the winner because he was the one that I nominated and it was my podcast. So I said, damn it, Matt Olson's the winner. Just because, uh, I, my reasoning was, uh, I, I don't know that either of their, their players, Nolan Arenado or Joey Gallo would for sure make it through the season with their current clubs. And it uh, looks like one of them is already on the move. And uh, now we just got to wait for Joey Gallo to get traded or get injured or, you know, hit 200 or whatever. And then the 2020 Festivus episode champion will be Matt Olson, as I predicted on this podcast uh, last month. So, um, but in all seriousness, though, I don't know what the Rockies are doing, like whatsoever. They signed their homegrown generational talent and then piss him off so bad that he's not even speaking to the GM, which is what forced this deal in the first place. And they kicked money in. That is insane. Colorado seems like a super fun place to play. Not toxic at all. Um, I mean, it'd be fun to actually play if you're on offense and then that's the only place you play. But uh, the rest of it, you know, the elevation going up and down. No, thanks. I, I want somebody somewhere where my stats are fairly similar wherever I go so that people don't just go Coors 
whenever uh, whenever they talk about me. Anyways, some are speculating this means that they'll go hard in on trying to sign Trevor Story to an extension, but if you're Trevor Story, are you tying yourself to this franchise who just pissed off their last star player and then traded him a couple years later? Uh, I don't think so. It just does not make any sense. And if I'm the Rockies, I try to trade him too, because why the heck not? You're not going to be good. The Padres and Dodgers got this thing locked up. The, the Giants have been making some interesting moves. Are they going to be good? I don't know. And then the Diamondbacks might still be better than the, than the Rockies. So uh, the Rockies just tank. You're, you're not going to make the playoffs. Uh, you could let in 20 teams. The Rockies are not making the playoffs. So go ahead and trade Trevor Story too and get whatever you're going to get for him because you're not going to sign him. May as well get something for Trevor Story, especially because Arenado is not going to be in that lineup. His number is going to go down. So why would you want to sign him or uh, trade him at the deadline? His numbers are going to look worse. You're going to get a worse package for him because one, you're only giving away two months of him as opposed to a full season. And two, his stats aren't going to look as good. So trade him now. Uh, trade him to the A's and send $50 $50 million as well. That would be uh, friggin' lovely, and the A's would really appreciate it. So, Trevor's story, Oakland A's, let's get it done. Uh, it's not happening whatsoever. <laughs> Mostly because he's set to make $18.5 million in 2021, and uh, I don't think that the Rockies are sending that money. That was a joke, and uh, he is obviously not in the A's payroll range because if he was, then they would have just signed Simeon in the first place, and this is, yeah, he's not coming to Oakland is all I'm saying. But I do want to bring this all back to Marcus Simeon because if Story gets traded and then signs an extension or re-signs with the team that he's traded to and Lindor signs long-term with the Mets, which is expected because, you know, he's out of Cleveland and the Mets have money, then there's already two fewer shortstop that Simeon has to compete with to get a deal on the free agent market. That would leave Carlos Correa, who I'm assuming that the Astros are going to pony up for because why the heck not, Corey Seager, who I'm assuming that the Dodgers are going to pony up for, and then Javi Baez. And... If Simeon goes bonkers and hitter-friendly Toronto, assuming that they play in Toronto and not Buffalo, Buffalo, his numbers would also be skewed, but uh, that may end up hurting him like Coors. I don't know. Anyways, if he plays in Toronto in that good lineup and he also shows that he can play second base, then he has a really decent chance of being the most coveted shortstop if it's only between him and Javi Baez, especially if Javi Baez sees another season like he did in 2020. His numbers are might go down just because the offense might stink. We'll see. But uh, that's all the way in the future, though. So we'll have plenty of time to speculate about that over the coming months. But coming up on the show, the A's made a huge signing, question mark. And King Griffey Jr. has a new job, the director of coolness. So stay locked in with Locked On A's, and I'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you guys by the best tasting protein bar ever. That is right, my friends. We are talking about Built Bar, and the new and improved Built Bar is even more deliciouser. They have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. They have six new flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. They still have their original 12 flavors like coconut almond, raspberry, German chocolate, toffee almond, coconut, you name it, they've got it. They're all still there, and all of their bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. They are candy bars that taste like protein bars. Switch that. They are protein bars that taste like candy bars. That's the one. And all of their bars are built for the health conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Their bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. So all you got to do to get your hands on some of these delicious treats is go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. That is one word, locked on, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. 
Today's show is also brought to you guys by rockauto.com. They are a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box and let them know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com We're covering everything you need to know about the A's, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski of Locked On Packers. They have a good color scheme over there, I must say. And it is the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like hearing podcasts. Leave us a rating and a review if you do, if you can, I guess. Um, also, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So for those of you guys that are around my age, anything with Ken Griffey Jr. in the headline is noteworthy because he was everybody's favorite player back in the day. He arguably had the sweetest swing ever in baseball history. And for a 12-year-old to see him crushing homers at the Home Run Derby with his hat on backwards was like the coolest thing that you could imagine. Uh, If MLB.TV had existed back in the early 90s and we had it, uh, which we probably wouldn't have because we did not grow up with a lot of money, um, then I would have watched all of of his games because he was in Seattle, obviously at the time. Once he got to the Reds, I was like, eh, I think I'm over this guy. Um, but Seattle Mariners, Ken Griffey Jr., best player of all time in my mind. <laughs> I know that's not like accurate, but he was my favorite, so he's the best. Anyways, uh, this all leads me to the next chapter for the kid and his role as the senior advisor to Rob Manfred. According to his MLB Network interview, the role will be trying to get kids to play baseball. That's what he's doing. That's what he's helping Rob Manfred with. And Rob Manfred needs a lot of help doing everything. So I watched his interview with the guys at uh, Hot Stove on MLB Network, and they asked him what his first official act in the role would be. If he could change anything, anything about baseball, what would he do? And they suggested like uh, expansion, you know, add more teams or the seven inning doubleheaders being the norm now. And, you know, those are just like they're jumping off points. They're thought starters, if you will. And Griffey just replied with, I think it's perfect the way that it is. And uh, oh my God, I miss this man so much. Griffey Jr. is so amazing. He also went on to say, right now, fans want it quick. And then he just went on to make a gesture, which I can only describe as, so I guess we got to do something about that. And uh, I need that look in my veins. It was so like, these guys, <sighs> baseball's fine. Stop telling everybody that it's wrong and then it'll be fine. Um, it, Ken Griffey Jr. is the best. I love him. And then a little bit later on in the interview, Harold Reynolds asked uh, why Jr. thinks that it's the best game in the world. And Ken Griffey Jr. just said it has everything. You have to think there's strategy. You don't have to be physical. You don't have to be the biggest guy in the field. You don't have to be the smallest guy. As long as you can run, catch, and throw, you can play the game. He also alluded to having heart and stuff like that. But uh, run, catching, and throwing, that, that's what you need. <laughs> and uh, honestly, he boiled that down so well that I think that there's going to be 
be a huge appeal to a lot of kids that aren't necessarily in love with the idea of getting hit in football or aren't tall enough to play basketball or, you know, any of that stuff. You can be any shape, size, as long as you can, you have basic coordination, you can play baseball as long as you work at it. And uh, I think that that's just a great talking point for Ken Griffey Jr. He's hitting the nail on the head day one, and I thoroughly appreciate that. Ken Griffey Jr. is the best. Um, Lock on Ken Griffey Jr. on the Locked on Ace podcast. Um, I, I think that... This is probably hiring Hank Griffey Jr. is one of the best things that Rob Manfred has done in his role as commissioner. And I think that the only thing that he could do to top this move would be to resign. So, uh, he sucks, <laughs> but he did broken clocks. He's right once, uh, not even twice a day, just once a day. And that's the Ken Griffey Jr. special advisor role, uh, the king of coolness. Uh, but that I think that it's going to be interesting to see what Ken Griffey Jr. does to develop baseball. But I... I after watching him for six minutes, I'm ready for whatever he says. So with that out of the way, I got one last topic on the docket for today, and that is that the A's signed catcher Carlos Perez to a minor league deal. If he makes it to the majors, he gets $650,000. Uh, I don't think that he's going to make it to the majors, so he probably gets minor league money. Not bad. Uh, he was with the club during spring training last season and was granted free agency of no in November of 2020. But Melissa Lockard and others on Twitter were saying that a lot of the guys on the squad really liked him. So they brought him back for probably spring training, maybe some minor league action. Not not sure. Uh, but when you look at the A's depth chart at catcher, you got Sean Murphy, who's the guy who's getting all the playing time. Then you got Jonah Heim, who should get more playing time because I also like him a lot. And then Austin Allen, who has bat. And I think that if he got more playing time, that bat would be uh, better in the major leagues. He might actually be better suited to play somewhere else where he could get like a 50-50 timeshare or something like that, just so he's getting more regular at bats because behind either Jonah Heim or uh, Sean Murphy, he's not going to be getting that much playing time. So uh, it's at his detriment that he's with the A's right now, but he's a nice depth, depth option for the A's too. So there's that. Um, and then they also got uh, another catcher on their 40 man roster in Francisco Pena. And uh, so that's five guys that are going to be in spring training that are catchers. And sure, we'll see. Um, I don't know that Perez's signing will have much of an on-field impact given his so-so track record above double A, but given that his teammates liked him, uh, he may become more of an extra coach, which is something that Melissa Lockard also said on Twitter. And I have some wild speculation when it comes to Carlos Pena and this signing. So Perez is from Venezuela and the other non-roster invitee catcher, Francisco Pena, is from the Dominican. And if you take a look at some of the relief arms that the A's may have to call upon this year, and many of which are actually new to the organization as well, then you get a sense of where they could be going. You have Christian Alvarado, who is new to the organization and hails from Venezuela. You got Danny Jimenez, the Rule 5 pick, new to the organization from the Dominican Republic. Then you got Domingo Acevedo, new, hails from the Dominican, has some high upside if he can stay healthy. Maybe he's going to be in Oakland a little bit later this year. Then you got uh, Argenis Angulo. Uh, I think I nailed the last name. Argenis I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with that. He's from Venezuela. And then there's uh, Wandeson Charles, who is not new to the organization. He's been with the A's for a while, but he has a lot of upside, and he is also from the Dominican. So I think that there is something here where you got five catchers in the upper minors and the major leagues. Developing players is the new way to gain a market advantage, and if having a catcher from a pitcher's native country there to communicate in a more effective way because he's sitting there catching the pitchers from this guy who's from his same country... Um, 
I, I think that there's something there where there's a, a certain amount of communication. You might be able to get a little bit more out of the pitcher if you're able to communicate directly with what you want because it, it's a pitcher-catcher relationship. That's a special relationship. And then you got fellow countrymen. That's another special relationship as well. And you got Sean Murphy, Austin Allen, and Jonah Heim. They're probably going to be working more with their major league regulars, getting those guys ready. And these guys, you don't want to leave them behind. So this is a nice way that I think you might be able to develop them into decent major league pieces for this coming season. Uh, wild speculation, but uh, with so many guys from the same two countries, it, it seems weird that the A's would also have two guys that probably aren't going to see big league playing time also just sitting around in the minors. So uh, I think that there's enough correlation there to maybe cause causation. Well, we'll see. Uh, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to ask anybody about that. So I'm just going to say that that's what's going on. So that's why I think that the A's signed Carlos Perez on Friday. It's not because of what he brings to the A's. I think that it's, you know, on, on the field and all that. I think that's how we might be able to be used to develop some of the pitchers that they have where they could use an upgrade. And uh, I, I think that that's an intriguing thought at, at the very least. But before we get going today, I just wanted to say that we lost a good one on Friday with the passing of Dick Callahan. Um, he was the A's in-house announcer. Uh, if you ever heard an A's player get announced for an at-bat in the last like 10 years, it was Dick Callahan. He was uh, great at his job and uh, he's going to be missed. You know, uh, Roy Steele was the voice of the A's in my youth, but I've been to more games in recent years with Dick Callahan doing the player introductions and it's just going to feel really weird not having either of their voices in the Coliseum moving forward. And now with Dick Callahan, Roy Steele, and Bill King, on to the next life. Uh, they got one hell of a crew going on. D don't touch anybody else for, for a while, please. I'd really appreciate that. I don't have anything enlightening to say. I just wanted to, you know, mention it. And he he's going to be missed. Uh, everything that I've seen and read, uh, he seemed like a wonderful, wonderful man. And thoughts to his family. Um, so until next time, stay indoors and celebrate good times, Oakland. And get home safely.